Good morning, and welcome to Morning Prayers. Due to the new Faculty of Arts and Science course schedule, which mandates 9 a.m. class start times, the service of morning prayers will begin 15 minutes earlier each weekday, starting on Monday, October 1st, 2018. The new service time will be from 8.30 to 4.30 a.m. Monday through Friday in term. And now if you would stand as you are able and join me in a responsive reading of Psalm number 92 found in your black Appleton Psalter book. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to thy name, O Most High. To the music of the lute and the harp, to the melody of the lyre. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are They still bring forth fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green.
you, Noam Elkies and Ed Jones and this whole choir. That was wonderful. Ephesians 4, let everyone speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Put away all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to each other, forgiving each other, just as Christ forgave you. And Jonah, chapter 3, Jonah went to the city of Nineveh, and he cried, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be destroyed. And the people of Nineveh believed. They proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth, from the greatest of them to the least, even the cattle. There are many topics I had hoped to address today, but here it is, uh, the holiest day of the Jewish calendar, Yom Kippur. And a few minutes after we say our final amen, the sanctuary will be filled with a day-long Yom Kippur service, just one of the many for different Jewish communities here at Harvard. My first experience of Yom Kippur was years ago when I slipped into Sanders Theater where Rabbi Ben Zion Gold was leading the service. He had escaped from a German concentration camp march in 1945 and for 25 years was the director of Hillel. He became a good friend for many years, and I don't think of Yom Kippur without speaking his name, Ben Zion Gold. This is a day of fasting, to be broken only at sundown, and I recall with pleasure the year that Yom Kippur also coincided with Ramadan and students from Harvard Hillel joined the students of Harvard Islamic Society's iftar at the end of one of the days of fasting to break fast together. And for those of us who are Christians, we find these themes of atonement and repentance, uh, the themes of Yom Kippur, familiar to ourselves. For Jewish friends and colleagues, these days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are days of individual confession and repentance, first asking forgiveness of one another, a Jewish friend told me how her parents, who think of themselves as very secular, still go every year between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur to visit the houses of neighbors where they feel they have wronged them and to say, please, if I've wronged you in any way this past year, forgive me. You don't present yourself to accept God's forgiveness or ask it in the synagogue without first having asked it of those we have personally wronged. And that is hard. But on Yom Kippur, the language of repentance is actually collective. We abuse, we betray, we are cruel, we destroy, we embitter, we falsify. We have sinned against you willingly and unwillingly. We steal, we have been haughty, we have irreverence, violence within us, we've built walls, we're extremists, we've demolished our neighbors' homes, we have separated children from their families. It's a big we. Our sins are not only personal, but collective, our mutual responsibility. And God knows there's plenty of it. And so do we. We say it out loud. And we must mean it. But Yom Kippur is not only about repentance, it's also about God's forgiveness and the infinite mercy of God for all God has made. In the afternoon service here, toward the end of the service, actually when everyone is starting to get sleepy with all of their confessions and scriptures, 
there is a refreshing little bit of scripture, which is the reading of the whole of the book of Jonah, which is short. It affirms that as Jews repent on this holiest of days, God's mercy is not only for Jews, but for all people, all nations, actually even the ones that we can't stand. And this short book, many of you know it, God calls upon Jonah to go to Nineveh, the epitome of what we can't stand, the capital of military might and aggression and materialism, and to cry out against it, the message of God's judgment. You want me to go there? He says, forget it. And Jonah took the first boat going in the opposite direction. But God hurled a wind on the sea and the boat was swamped and Jonah was thrown over, overboard into the sea and God appointed a big whale to swallow him up. And there in the belly of the whale for three days, he prayed in his distress. And then he is spewed forth again upon the dry land. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time saying, arise and go to Nineveh and cry out and preach them the message that I tell you. And so he went and cried out to repent or be destroyed. And lo and behold, they repented. Sackcloth and ashes, even the cows, the goats. We don't like this hard lesson. Ironically, uh, like we might have been, Jonah was mad, uh, angry that they repented and that God had had mercy upon them. Angry that God had shown such kindness to those horrible people in Nineveh. And he sat down, old Jonah, by the side of the road in a huff, hoping to see that that city would be destroyed after all. And the Lord appointed a plant to grow and shelter Jonah from the sun, and then caused a worm to damage the plant, so it withered. And the hot sun beat again upon his head. And Jonah was miserable. He was angrier still. Why did you kill this poor plant? If this is how things are, I'm going to sit right here and die. And the Lord rebuked him, saying, You have had pity on this plant, which you did not even make. Why should I not have pity on Nineveh, a great city of 120,000 people whom I did make? And there it ends. This is a very perplexing ending. We're left without being told whether Jonah finally got the point or not. But the one whom we call God is not ours, not in our camp and by our side, despite our firmest convictions, that the mission and mercy of God extends to those whom we have reviled and cheated and oppressed and who have reviled and cheated us. What a message. Even as Jews gather today on this holiest of day and stand together before Adonai, chastened by and cherishing their most particular traditions as Jewish people, it is this that they affirm when everything is said and done, that the God of Israel before whom they stand and we do, by whom they have been chosen and chastened, is not the God of the Jews alone, but of all nations, even those they have despised. That the capacity to turn and deeply repent, to turn from the violence that is in our hands, is not the capacity of one people alone, but of all people. And that is a message of hope. 
that every human being, irrespective of race, religion, is precious in God's sight. That God's mercy and forgiveness are not confined to the boundaries of one nation or one people, but directed to all people, even those people of Nineveh, whoever they may be, even their cattle. So let's think about that. And let us pray. In your presence, O Holy One, Adonai, we are filled with remorse for the individual and the communal ways in which we have betrayed the calling of our faith, where we've acquiesced in the inequality and injustice that beset our human family, where we have refused to hear your voice calling us to the fullness of our humanity. In your mercy, dear friend, help us to walk this day by the light of your truth and in your company. And in the prayer of our friend Jesus, we pray together, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And the power and the glory. stand as you are able to join in singing the king of my of love my shepherd is hymn number 196 196 